0: Hey, welcome to Younger and Older with Jason and Dave. And uh, it's fun having conversations. It's fun laughing. It's fun poking fun sometimes. But uh, we thank you for tuning in. We thank you if you're a regular uh, for, for putting up with our goofiness at times. And if you just tuned in for the first time, thanks for joining us. Um, as you hang out with us, we hope you're encouraged. We hope you're challenged. And if at any point you want to go and listen to some of the past conversations that we've had, go over to Relay365.com, check out the podcast, go to the Younger Older series, and you can listen to it as much or as little as you want and even poke around and see what else is there. Yep. Um, because we're, we're hanging out here at Silver Ranch. That's our, you know, day-to-day living. And this is kind of just something that God has put on our heart to have conversations, you know. Yep. And Dave is somebody that I looked up to that, that comes from a different generation than I do. I gain win- wisdom from that. It's just fun to you know hear each other's perspectives because at times we don't look at life through the same lens. But at, and neither at, should we, right? Right. But at the same time, we both look through the lens of scripture, which is right. which is what we need to do. And so that's that's what makes it exciting to have conversations. Um, the only comment, even if even you know, if it's about silly things like putting you know that whole trend about people putting Tide pods in their mouth. Or yeah, that's kind of silly. Which is silly, but yeah. anyway. You know what the latest trend was that I heard? I don't even want to know. Do oh, I? sure, you
1: do. What? Well, I don't know how it's working, but the latest trend was to see if you're in junior high or high school or something, to see if you can spend the night in Ikea.
0: In Ikea? In,
1: in the store. I, Ikea. I, you know,
0: Ikea? Yeah. Oh, really?
1: Yeah. Like, like hide from everybody and be sleeping on a couch or under a couch or you know, something where you make it all night and get out when the store opens and not really? get in trouble. Yeah. I've never heard of that. Yeah, don't do that. Don't do that. That's illegal to be in a building intentionally yeah. when it's locked. Enclosed and, and nobody knows where you're at. But I guess if you're in Ikea at night, I guess you can um you know walk around, take pictures of yourself on different sofas or whatever. I'm I'm not I'm sure. sure. I
0: mean I suppose those things those places are huge, so yeah. it's easy to hide somewhere if you want to. It, but. it
1: would be and oh, but I would suggest there's not there's gotta too. be cameras there too. Oh,
0: there's cameras in every store now.
1: Obviously place. the reason I know about it is because not because it? somebody did you try it? No. No, 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 no. Well, I would probably get away with it. I have an narcolepsy. I, I was just going to say. So I could probably sit on one of those couches, fall asleep, wake up in the middle of the night and everyone go, did you fall asleep in Ikea? I mean, that would be like, you poor old man. I mean, that <laughs> that nobody would laugh at that one. They would I think, would totally laugh. Yeah, well, it wouldn't be on purpose. That's true. Uh, however, if you're 11 years old and you're trying to figure it out, that's probably not a good idea. And obviously, I know about it because whoever did it got caught. Yeah. So I know about that. Right. But it could be, I, Ikea was the store they caught in. It could be any store possible.
0: Well, and and here's the ironic thing is, is if you say, if you're you're set to do this, you're going to want to document it. Yeah, you are. And then you're going to want to share the fact. And so even if they don't even get footage of you, you're going to provide the footage yeah, that they you need are. Yes, to incriminate you are. yourself. Absolutely. I mean, that's just the way it goes. I mean, it's like the people at camp, you know, so if you've been to camp, you've stayed in one of our cabins, yep. hopefully, and you know, and this is the thing that gets me every time because young people just don't think beyond the here and now, yeah, you know you lay in the bed and it's like, oh, you're dreaming about Susie, yep, let me write my name loves Susie on this bunk, yeah, yep. it's like, hello, yeah, who wrote this <laughs> <laughs>
1: We gotta go find Susie. You know, I doubt. Wrote it. I
0: doubt you're writing about your best friend Tom, like in like yeah. in Susie. Yeah. you know, yeah. um, or or saying that. Oh, Jason was here. It's like, oh, no kidding.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's like, come on. It's, it's, it's pretty funny. Oh, I mean, yeah. you know what? Though? I tell you what. If you are doing something really silly like that overnight, please, you know, text Jason and send him a picture, and he'll he'll gladly forward that to the police. <laughs> <laughs> Well, first laugh and then forward it Yeah, I would please. probably laugh first. Because there's yeah, unless your parents are in on the scheme, there's probably somebody looking for you. That's right. Um and, and and they wouldn't think of looking for you at, you know, Sears um
0: That's so furniture funny. section. So I would find it kinda of, I don't know.
1: Well the challenge is being able to do it, I guess. I suppose. It's like anything else. I mean I tell you it's gotta be safer than eating t- you know, Tide Pods.
0: I would yes. That doesn't mean that doesn't <laughs> we were mean you endorsing it. it. I was gonna say I gotta be careful. That doesn't yeah. mean I'm approving. It. Yeah, I don't, I don't but know where it is a safer option. I
1: don't know sure. where this is going eventually, but yeah. Anyway, you know the other. You will use the word goofy. Goofy is one of my favorite characters and one of my favorite words. It's code for I really think that's stupid. And you can get a buy with it because goofy is kind of a goofy word. So nobody, gets mad. Are so, you
0: calling goofy the cartoon character stupid?
1: And it, well, no, but I'm using the word a lot. In <laughs> fact, when I teach, I will often put goofy on the screen if I'm saying something I don't believe in, just so people know I'm, I don't believe that because right. they might have daydreamed for a second yeah. and didn't get the point that I didn't believe it. Yeah. So you put the picture goofy up there to make sure they know this is goofy. I not,
0: see. I, in my case, I'll just put your picture. No, I think. Yeah. And, and I think that would be
1: funny, except if I don't have the right teeth for it oh okay yeah, well, you gotta could, have goofy teeth we could work on that yeah we could
0: <laughs> uh, so uh, so goofy so what's something goofy we could talk about that
1: well you know what it, it's kind of interesting have, have you ever um lived in a hard time
0: yeah i have
1: yeah actually anyone that i talk to that's one of the things if you ask people have you gone through hard times everyone gets real serious and goes, yes, yes 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 because we all do right at all times right there's always something happening There's always relationships that are being strained. There is always illnesses that are being fought. There is always accidents that we did not plan on, obviously. There is always going to be death in this world. There always is. It's a natural part of life. Right. Um, Well, until Jesus returns. Until Jesus returns. And And what's interesting is that what we like to do sometimes is try and focus on the circumstances of life and changing them so we can be okay, and living, making the, the bad circumstances of life normal so we can feel good about it, mm-hmm. rather than living apart from that and living in a way that's right yeah. in the way that we're made. Uh, I, Jeremiah 29, I would love for the listeners at some point uh, when we're finished to go and read Jeremiah 29 a few times. Just read the chapter. But it's interesting there because the children of Israel were in um, captivity in verse four of that chapter says thus, says the Lord of Hosts, the God of Israel to all exiles whom I have sent into exile from Jerusalem to Babylon. So the nation was in exile; they were away from their home. They were under King Nebuchadnezzar. They were away from you know they slaves yep. in many respects. Now, if you're somewhere and you're a slave in that country, it's not something that you would focus on as being good. No. So this is a rough time for yeah. Why are they exiled, though? That's the question. Why are they in this position?
0: That's a good question.
1: They didn't listen to God. Mm. It wasn't like God said, you know what, I think I'll just, for the fun of it and totally random, I'll put you in exile. Right. It's not how it happened. There were There's cause and effect relationships. If a generation of people want to ignore God, not listen to God, the next generation of people could very well suffer. Mm -hmm. Because... Our sinful decisions actually matter and affect other people. Now, you can believe something else, but it doesn't work because it's not right. 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 So, if I go right now, if, if I was really upset uh, for some reason at you, Jason, and I took out a machete and hit you with it and, and hmm. uh, chopped your arm off, all right? that wouldn't be nice. And I know, it would be terrible. And, and I'm sitting here thinking, okay. Oh, and then I go, oh, sorry
0: shouldn't laugh. That's you funny. know what I mean?
1: <laughs> right. I, sorry, you know what, Jason? I lost my temper, and this machete was on the wall as a decoration. I did not mean to sever your arm. Right. Well, that's not going to allow you to get an arm back. Yeah. The truth of the matter is my actions, yeah. my irresponsible loss of temper, has now affected you, your wife, your children, your future. It has affected you. Now you can do a couple things with that. You can hate me the rest of your life and see if that makes you feel better. Yeah, Which I can guarantee it won't. Or you can learn to live with circumstances that are not the best they could be. Right And do what is right in those circumstances, regardless of them. And that's the real choice. And if you look in this chapter, that's, what, that's what's happening. In verse eight, it says, "For thus says the Lord o host God of Israel, Do not let your prophets and your diviners who are among you deceive you." Do not listen to the dreams they dream, for it is a lie. They are prophesying to you in my name. I did not send them, declares the Lord. He warns them. He says, you know what? You people are in exile, and there's people around you that claim they know me,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and that actually they're speaking for me. Yeah, They're not. They're not speaking for me. The dreams that they have, the idea of their future, the, the idea of what they're thinking about mm-hmm. is not from me. They might be telling you things like, we need to do something to get out of exile. We might You're not going to get out of exile right. for X amount of years. And he's going to talk about that. Mm-hmm. He says, for thus says the Lord, when 70 years are completed, I yeah. will visit you. So you are going to be in this situation for 70 years. Yeah. Whoa. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. Now, that's not going to change things right. at this point. Right, right. So those people who are waiting to be okay are waiting for circumstances to change to be okay. Right. Not happening. Right. It may not happen. Now, there are some exceptions to this. When I say this, I want to be careful. If uh, you're at home and you're a, um, a spouse and your spouse is, is beating you and doing things they shouldn't do, mm-hmm. you need to go get protection. Right. Absolutely. You need to leave. Go tell the authorities. You need to go get protection. Don't mm-hmm. pretend that things are okay. Right. You're forcing something to change. I'm not saying that you should divorce your husband or your wife. I'm not saying that at this point. Mm-hmm. I'm saying you should leave and go get help and don't come back. Stay committed to the relationship, but stay committed to it to get healthy. Right. And healthy relationships they don't abuse each other. They right. Don't, they don't do that. So, uh, understand that caveat that I just threw out there because it, it's—I'm uh, not saying that those circumstances are something you need to live with, but there are other circumstances. Um, I've shared before. I'm narcoleptic. I've had some heart problems. I've had some blood clotting problems. When I was a kid, I had some leg problems that required several surgeries and wheelchairs, out of wheelchairs, crutches, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Okay, I can't do anything about that. Yeah. So I could focus on those things. And I could have people, you know, I've had people actually come to me and say, God really loves you and he loves you so much that you just need to trust that narcolepsy will be taken away.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I look at them and say, that's not what God does. right? And they'll look at me like, what What do you mean? It's not what he does.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, yes, God can heal me at any time that he wants to. I right. understand that. right, right. But... He also allowed me to get narcolepsy. This isn't something that you go out and, and, and get by being irresponsible or anything else.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's a neurological thing. So w- what's interesting is God allowed me to have it. Mm-hmm. I know who he is and right. I trust him, but I need to live right now in a way right. with the narcolepsy that would honor him right. and not wait for the narcolepsy to be gone right. in order to honor him. Right. And that's a huge difference because otherwise I'm, you know what, what happens if you keep getting disappointed by God? Then you're going to
0: be disappointed.
1: Yeah. You're, you're really, you go into a depression, you go right. into a hopeless state. The truth of the matter is that God has never been random. He knows what he's doing. Mm-hmm. He's going to use whatever circumstances are in my life. Right. To, to win.
0: Right. Absolutely. And
1: I need to let him do that. hmm so I, I don't know, I think today, Jason, and, I, and correct me if I'm wrong but I think today people focus so much on trying to get out of an uncomfortable situation, right. that they lose focus of God bringing them through the uncomfortable right. situation.
0: Absolutely. And I think this is something that we can continue to talk about, because even you know Jesus' half-brother James talks about this, you know, in the book of James, you know because at some point we will all experience something that we, that we consider not fun whether, yep. you know, and James talks about being trials and tribulations, right. you know, and, and we, we've talked about on the show how at Christmas time, all my boys were sick, right? you know, sure. You know, I pray God just heal them, you know, but the way that viruses work is it takes, you know, 10 to 14 days for it to work its way. And that's just the way viruses are now I'm not downplaying that. He couldn't just, you know, get rid of it. Right. But at the same time, it, it, my focus should be on, all right, God, help me to lean on you. Rather help, than right, rather than make this easy and be done with it.
1: That's right. I, you God, know? you're in charge. You love us. What do you got for us here? Right. And, I, and let me be the best dad right now I can be absolutely. and demonstrate your love to them.
0: And that's I think that's the same idea that Jeremiah is getting at. You know, because these, these people are like they just want it out of the situation, but he's like, here's the deal. Yep. This this is gonna be the same way. And so I think I think we're just getting started yep. on this conversation. We'll, we'll
1: we'll talk about how Jeremiah tells him to go through it. Right.
0: And so we're gonna do that. We're gonna take a short break and then we're gonna continue on looking at Jeremiah here and seeing what his advice is to us when we're facing hard times. So we'll be right back here on Younger and Older. Hey, welcome back to Younger and Older. We are in, I think, a very applicable conversation, Dave. You know, we, we dived into Jeremiah 29. So if you, you know, just joined us halfway through the show. At some point, read Jeremiah 29. We're talking about how, you know, whenever circumstances happen in, in the context of Jeremiah, you know, the people were exiled, they're they're away. And the reality was they were going to be there for a while, mm-hmm. you know, even though they wanted to be out of it that instant, they were going to be there for a while. And that's, that's kind of what Jeremiah is painting the big picture here, you know, Speaking through, you right. know, God speaking through him, and um, and so it, it's he's trying to remind them of God's plan behind it, right? You know, because there's always a plan behind it, you know, yeah. and 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 that's I think the core, you know, behind this is realizing that even through the hard times, the things that don't make sense you know, or even if there's things that you do that, you know, like we, we talked about how sometimes we sin and, and those have consequences, right. you know, you're still going to have to live through it, whether it's consequences or just the trials and tribulations that, that you're facing, you're still going to have to live through it. Yep. And it's how you do that, that, that defines your relationship with God.
1: Yeah. Yeah. There's no way to get out of certain things. And one of the things that children of Israel need to do is look back and say, okay, we acknowledge the problem. The problem in our past has got us to where we are today. Right. So you acknowledge that. Now, yep. once that's done, you can't do anything about yesterday. Right. It's in gone. Fact, it's done. Yesterday less. was the only easy day you've ever had.
0: <laughs> I never thought about
1: yeah. that. Yeah. I mean, it's there. You can see it. And, right. you know, there's harder days ahead. So when you look at that, uh, the people then are in exile. And, and you can't help but wonder. They're thinking, okay, God, we can't really live our lives now because of this. Right. So Jeremiah comes to and says, for thus says the Lord, in verse 10, when 70 years are completed for Babylon, I will visit you and I will fulfill to you my promise and bring you back to this place. All right, I, I'm going to take care of you. Right. And then he says this famous verse. Right. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans for welfare, not for evil, to give you a future and a hope. Interesting, he says uh, One of the things, you know, we don't want to give God characteristics that humans have. Right. And God isn't, he's not capable of dreaming for a future. He doesn't dream. In other words, he doesn't just hope something can happen. He plans for the future. And here's what he says. I know my plans for you. And my plans include welfare. They don't include evil They're really something to give you a future and a hope because the people were in exile. And what he was telling them basically to do was, I'm sorry that you're not in the best circumstances right now. So go ahead anyway, give your your sons in marriage to ladies, give your daughters in marriage to young men, have children, live your life. Sorry you're in exile, but let's do the best you can while you're in exile. Mm -hmm. because I know the plans I have for you. right? In 70 years, I know the plans I have for you. The children that you bear, there's plans for. Mm -hmm. It is not always going to be here in exile. That's not how it's always going to be. So don't live focused on the exile. Live focused on the future and what the plans are that I have. And you can get through the exile by doing that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Now that makes sense to me. It's like, no, look at the things that will get you through this. But if you look at the the circumstances, you're going to be a miserable person, right? Because they're not going to change for X amount of years. Mm-hmm. So you're going to keep saying, "Well, if it only would change, I would be," you know, if and, and that's like somebody in any relationship. If you would be this way, I would be better person. You know? Yeah, it's like be a better person whether or not they're like that or not. Right. Absolutely. The circumstances should not need to change for me to change right. and for me to be somebody who will respond to God in a proper way. Mm-hmm. And, and here's, in verse 12, it, it kind of, and, and I'll get your reaction on this, but in verse 12, it, it kind of sums up what will happen. What, they, what people who actually trust that God has a future and that, what they look like. Then he says, then you will call upon me right. and you will come and pray to me and I will hear you. Mm-hmm. In other words, in that day, you're going to understand this relationship that you blew before, Right? that those false teachers, those false teachers, and there are plenty of them out there that try and justify the sin that you're living in, the circumstances until you get out, they're wrong. Mm -hmm. He's not saying that the exile is a good thing. He's not saying that. Mm -hmm. He's just saying, I know the plans, and here's what it's going to look like on the other end. You will call upon me and come and pray to me, and I will hear you. You will seek me and find me. Mm -hmm. When you seek me with all your heart, I will be found by you, declares the Lord. I will restore your fortunes and gather you from the nations and all places where I've driven you, declares the Lord. And I will bring you back to the place from which I sent you to exile. Mm -hmm. God says, you know what? There's hope if you continue to live the way you should. The reason, connotation there, the reason you're at where you're at now is your forefathers did not come and pray to me. They did not seek me with their heart. They did not seek me, so they did not find me. Mm. However, and there are people that are out there now that are justifying things that are not right, and you're listening to them, mm. hoping that the circumstance you're in, however they're trying to do it, right, th- hoping that the circumstance is something that could be changed so that you'll be okay. Yeah. you know, It's, it's kind of like those in, in life right now that are saying, I want to rewrite what, Really, life is rather than live within the context of scripture. Mm-hmm. So, people saying that marriage should be, you know, okay, between two guys, whatever. No, that's not how it works. God doesn't say that right. in the Bible. Right. You say, well, th- what do we do with that? We call it what it is it's mm-hmm. sin. Right. It's wrong. Right. Homosexuality is a sin. It is not something that's condoned by the scriptures because it's not of God and it's not going to fulfill anybody. Mm hmm. But are there consequences? There are, right. And those people—I don't care who you are—those who do not listen to God or choose to listen to others who make lies up Mm -hmm. uh, and say it's from God, right? You are headed towards an exile, right. And and it will affect future generations. It will. Mm -hmm. And the only hope that you have is to come back and realize that God's got a plan, and you can be a part of that plan. Let's get back to the way God designed it. And you can look in, in Jeremiah 29 where he says, here's how I designed it. I want you to go out. I want you to get married. I want you to have children. I want you to live lives where you, you know, uh, again, make God the center. I want you to quit listening to people who don't know me. Uh, quit listening to them. And and here's the end result. You will seek me. You'll find me because you sought me with all your heart. And all the stuff that their forefathers ignored and the reason why they're in exile in the first place. So Right. You know, I don't know. I don't know if that's encouraging to you or or deflating deflating to you, but it. It's no, I mean, is. I think
0: it's very encouraging because it, it helps us bring our mindset on the bigger picture. You know, because I think sometimes we get so wrapped up in, into getting out of a situation. You know, it, I think it's just our selfish nature. You know, if we're going through a hard time, we just want it to end. Right. You know, and, and I that's think, not unusual. And that's not unusual. And that and, that, and that's even what. I think Jeremiah is, is is noting here is that the people were in exile and they want to be out of exile, right? You know, but he's like, you can wish all you want, but this is this is why you're in exile and this is why it's going to last this long. Yep. And so, why don't you do something about it, yep. rather than um, rather than wishing should have could have would have that sort of thing, you know? Right. And I think the modern day version of it is that we do the should have could have would right? You know, it's like, oh, well, I know I shouldn't have done that. Well, like you said, what what's done is done you know and you need to focus on how to live your life now in light of the fact that that you have a relationship with God yeah and that's the important thing yeah. and sometimes it's it's hard to see that you yeah. know because sometimes you might not have you know sin that you've done there might be bad things in your life that you're going through right you know but that the, the principle is still the same that God is faithful you know and he's the one that he we want to lean on right. you know even as we mentioned earlier you know James talks about this perseverance thing You know, God wants us to be fully dependent on him. And that's even what what Jeremiah is getting at. You know, you will call upon me and come to me and pray to me, and I will hear you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. You know, it's all about loving God at this point. And that's what God wants is he wants your full attention. Right. You know, and that's why God allows these things to happen is so that he gets our full attention and so that our life becomes all about him. Absolutely. You know,
1: it's important to realize that if you start focusing on uh, if the circumstance would change, I would love God. Yeah. Well, well then Satan has a, a huge target. I mean, the circumstances of life, my goodness, Right. from getting in a car accident to sicknesses sickness as a Christmas to, I mean, you could start blaming God for all kinds of ills and troubles in your life. That, right. It basically said, if God, if you would just be my sugar daddy instead of God, right. then I would serve you. That's kind of ridiculous right. in, in many respects. Go back and understand something. We live in a fallen world. Right, Sin actually has an effect. And what we should do, instead of trying to justify sin, we should be
0: learning to to be disgusted by it. Right, right. Because oftentimes we're affected by other people's sin. Oh, we absolutely are. You know, because we, I mean, as we're recording the show, we just had another school shooting that happened. Right you know Absolutely. and so there's a lot of people that are going to be asking questions you yep. know and and this goes back to this truth that god wants us to be fully dependent on him even when other persons other people's sin impacts us and it had nothing to do with us
1: yeah and people might be saying you know how can god how can god let that happen right
0: once again let me point out
1: that god has given us choice right and without this choice there's no there's no love you you can't be forced to listen to god and still have this idea of love there you right. can't do it Right. So if you have real choice, you're going to have real consequences with the choice. Mm-hmm. So the shooter that goes into a school and starts shooting people, mm-hmm. I promise you this it isn't God's will. That isn't what he says people should do. Right. It, it, it isn't his will that people should go and, and not listen to him and murder. That, that's against what the scriptures say. Did God allow it? Well, of course, it, because otherwise this guy would have been a robot. Right. And there would have been no choices for anybody and all of life would be a farce and love would be a farce. Mm-hmm. If you want real love and there's nothing in this world more powerful or precious than love, but if you want it, you have to understand that it comes with the idea of choice mm-hmm. and that's what makes it so valuable. Right. Uh, and, and so this guy walks into a school and he starts to unload on right. people and kills people. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Everybody who saw it and everybody who was killed in their families, everything from that moment on is all rearranged. Right. Everything is different from that moment on. Yep. There's nothing that anybody can do about it at right. this point. Right. Anybody right. on this earth you know, can't do anything about it. Now you have to look at it and say, okay, here's the situation we're in. We don't want to be in this situation, but mm-hmm. we're in it. Right. Let's keep the fundamentals in place. My commitment is to who? To God, my family, the people around me. I'm still committed. Nothing has changed, even though a shooter walked in the building. Right, right. Those commitments remain the same. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there are people who say, well, I'm afraid to go to school. Yes, I understand that. Just like um, in the children of Israel here, they were afraid to go on living and have children because it was just going to be slaves and exiles. And, right. You know, and, and Jeremiah had to come and say, please. Go back to normal life. right? The sin in your life, I understand, has caused this, but God knows there's a plan for the future. And you don't have yesterday and you can't do anything about it, but he knows the future. So go forward with this. Don't let the circumstance destroy you. Uh, I am not suggesting for a moment that the people who suffered down in, in Florida at that school should not grieve and should not feel uh, a, a tremendous sense of loss. You'd, it'd be very unusual not to do that, both as a community and as individuals that are affected. But there's nothing we can do about what happened yesterday. Mm-hmm. And, and so right now what we have to do is acknowledge the fact that we as a people have strayed from God. We have sinned. Mm-hmm. And the sin is costly. Right. You know, Jason, my great concern is that we don't understand the cost of sin. And maybe we'll have to do a program on that sometime.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And so as you've been listening to the show, if there's something that that has poked your heart, you know, whether you're struggling with sin, whether you've been impacted by sin or even as if you if you even with this recent school shooting have just, you know, you have questions and you just want to talk to somebody. I would encourage you to go to relate com, Scroll to the bottom of the page and there's a link where you can talk to somebody. Somebody's always there. It's a 24/7 service and they'll talk to you about anything. Um, and you could talk through it with them. Or if you have a youth pastor, pastor, go talk to them as well. Um, and if you want to go and and hear more of our conversations, you can, you can check out our podcast there as well, but we want to make sure that, that you can have those conversations, but we thank you for joining us and we look forward to seeing you here next time on Younger and Older.